we'll read from verse 8 to 13. Leviticus, the sixth chapter, verses 8 to 13. I'll read the first, you read the second, and so on. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, And the priests shall put on their linen garment and his linen breeches shall he put upon his flesh and take up the ashes which is the fire has, which the fire has consumed with the burnt offering on the altar and he shall put them aside beside the altar. And the fire upon the altar shall be burning in it. It shall not be put out. And the priest shall burn wood on it, on it every morning. And lay, a, lay the burnt offering in order upon it. And he shall burn thereupon the fat of the peace offering. Bow your heads all over the building. Most Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this day, Lord. Lord, we thank you for each home that is represented in this place this morning. We bind every attack of the enemy right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Pray for those that are in hospital homes, oh God, across this nation, God. Pray for those, oh God, that's in the, oh God, nursing homes, oh God, and oh God, in the name of Jesus. Pray for those, oh God, that in the ICUs, Lord. Lord, we ask you for a touch in the name of Jesus. We come against every attack of the enemy, Lord. We pray for every church, oh God. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we pray for those pastors, oh God that have lost members because of the virus, that have lost their lives in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray that you strengthen right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Look down on this world, oh God. Help us to do that which you've called us to do even in the midst of the pandemic, Lord. Strengthen, we pray right now. Oh God, in the name of Jesus. We pray, O oh God, that you move in the homes of your saints, God. Make ways, O oh God, and make to supply every need, O oh God, according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Lord, we pray for every, O oh God, everyone that's under the sound of my voice. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we rebuke the spirit of fear. O oh God, in the name of Jesus. And we ask the Holy Ghost to have the right of way, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, you give us power, love, and a sound mind. God, in the name of Jesus, look down on the radio broadcast. 
Lord, look down on your saints, O oh God, throughout this world, Lord. Build us up on our most holy faith, Lord. Oh, Jesus, we need you this morning. We need you like never before, Lord. Show us the way, Lord. Lead and guide us to your truth, Lord. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, hide us under the shadow of your wing this morning. In the name of Jesus, send your anointing in our lives in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we need a touch from you this morning. The touch from yesterday is gone, Lord. We need a brand new touch this morning. God, in the name of Jesus, visit every chair, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord, in this place, Lord. Bless your manservant, Lord. Give him clarity of speech, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone say it, amen. You may be seated. Ha, The subject this morning is keep the fire burning. There is a responsibility that is placed on every believer. Everyone that God has given his spirit. It is our obligation to keep the anointing flowing in our lives. We're under the impression that somebody else controls how close you are to God. I come to you this morning to refute that fact. Can nobody controlled your relationship with God but you. We're under the impression that the enemy has greater power than that which God has, but the enemy does not have greater power. You must remember that God has all power. All power in heaven and in earth belongs to God. I don't care what you allow to come into your life or who you allow to draw you away from the presence of God. But I want to challenge you this morning by saying can nobody pluck you out of the hand of God. Ah, it was Jesus that gave his disciples that crucial fact that that can't nobody take you out of my hand. But my brothers and sisters, you must know that you can walk away any time you get ready. 
But I must challenge you also, you can't come back when you want to. I ran, I ran into a lot of backsliders in my time. And they will tell you if you would talk to them in sincerity. It's something about the hour of midnight. It's something about the breaking of the day when it seemed to God begin to talk to them. Uh, about the way they live it just seemingly they can't get high enough uh, to get away from that kind of uh, communication uh, where God begins to deal with them uh, about where they are uh, and what they're doing uh, and some of the things that he tells them that you know better uh, than what you are doing uh, by chance there's somebody in the room uh, if you would hear me today heed to the voice of God uh, heed to the pull of God uh, because my Bible lets me know that uh, God will not always shine with man. God is not going to continue to pull at you with you pulling away from him. But it is your and mine obligation to keep the fire burning. When you look at the text and the history that is behind the text, this here was given to Moses to give to the priesthood. This was not given to every child of God, but it was given to the priesthood. Now we know that in the New Testament, we are a royal priest. We are a chosen generation. We are the New Testament priesthood of God. And it is our obligation to understand what it was that God gave us. And we should hold it of great value that we should not allow the fire to go out in our lives. So here he talks Moses is talking to the ones that God has called to serve the church. I know a lot of us are under the persuasion it is the pastor's responsibility to serve the church of the living God. But I come to tell you you can't go to heaven with that frame of mind. If you do, you're going to lose. Are you going to leave a lot of work undone that God has assigned your hand? And you don't want to see God with no work undone. It is our responsibility to somehow, some way, to find ourselves in service to the Lord in the name of Jesus. 
Jesus. We know that we, when we look at the priesthood, these men and these people of God, they took pleasure in what they were doing. They didn't let their secular life become greater than their spiritual life. That's one thing that we must watch now. We can't allow our natural life be greater than our spiritual life. Because the Bible asks a question. What will a man give in exchange for soul? I come to tell the church we've got to work now while it's day. Cause night is coming and no man can work. When you and I must now get in a hurry. Uh, we've sat down uh, we've foot dragged long enough uh, now we must build ourselves uh, an urgency in our soul uh, we cannot afford uh, not to leave one thing undone uh, that the Lord has required uh, us to do I wish I had a church you must understand when God called Moses to set up the priesthood it was set up forever I wish I wish you could understand whatever means it has no end I wish I had somebody so we cannot afford to just look at the Old Testament as the history of the church we've got to look at it with more fervent eyes we've got to look at it as the commandment of the Lord that he gave at a specific time I don't know but have you ever wondered why God don't send new messages because he expects us to grasp it is written I wish I had somebody whatever you're going through is already written about it whatever you're going to face tomorrow it is already written about it is written I wish I had a church so when you look at here God is instructing his folk about how to work in the kingdom of God he told them you've got to be diligent day and night night and day and I don't know why we can't seem to get 
the mandate. You gotta work day and night, night and day. You can't just wait until Sunday and wanna see a move of God. You can't just wait till Sunday and want to be healed and want to be delivered. And you got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and you didn't do nothing. I wish I had a church. We, we, we have lost our fervor. We, we allowed the flames to blow down the ashes. And we won't even put the fire. I wish I had a church. The Holy Ghost said, God is giving you this templified of fire. That's why the old church used to say, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost in the burning fire. You don't have to be cold because you got the fire of God burning down in your sanctified soul. Hallelujah to God. I come to tell you just in case you didn't forget how to keep the fire burning. Stuff is going on. Uh, 
One thing they found out about a child of God. We still don't want to operate out of things that are beyond our control. And we don't want to fix the things that are in our control. But I come to tell you, it's time now to clean up what you messed up and start all over again. Do I have anybody out there? Hallelujah to God. Jehovah, you got God, 
the fire on the altar. You know I'm right here. I'm ever present. I'm never absent. Then don't you let the fire go out. Because of you, let it go out. Somebody will think that I left the building. I didn't leave. I heard God say, I'll never leave you. Neither will I forsake you. Just don't let the fire go out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to God. I feel sorry for folks that are looking for some kind of some kind of some direction that God is with you. I heard the word say, I'm with you. Even in your trouble, and even in the third trouble, I am with you. You tell the devil in hell, wherever I go, I take the Lord with me. Wherever I go, if I go to work, God goes with me. If I go to the mall, God goes with me. If I fly to the uttermost part of the earth, God goes with me. He's with me. And he's there when I get there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to God. I feel him in the airport. Hallelujah. I feel him riding up and down the road. That's how I know God is with me. I come to tell somebody, don't you let your fire go out. Don't you let the fire burn low. Yeah. <laughs> 
relationship no more is meant to be broken. You got to do what God has required for you to do. Stop shucking and jiving. gives us messages for other folks when he's giving you a message for you. You can't see what God is trying to cause you to live. I, you know, let me tell you something about what this natural body does. I don't care how foolish you are. Your body saved your life over and over and over and over again. You eat stuff you're allergic to. But you shouldn't be eating. And your body tries to filter that stuff through as quick as it can. So that it can save your foolish life. It goes beyond your taste buds. Your stomach tries everything it can to push everything that we put down there foreign to save our life. That's where you get a bellyache sometimes you eat something. It was something in there that was not good for your body. And other organs. Well, let me hurry up and make my point. That's the same thing the church does, and you don't appreciate what the church does. The church does everything to save your spiritual life, even when you come in here acting crazy. The church is the design to save your life whether your mind get it or not. And we don't appreciate the system that God set up to keep us alive spiritually. Other than that, it didn't make sense. In some of the mental states that you came in here with and God fixed that thing somewhere between going out the back door and making it home. The church did something that you didn't appreciate or see the unseen and got it done. And what the enemy has called us to do devalue the house of God. Where we don't keep the fire or the desire or the impulse going to get here and praise God in a fervent manner. You didn't save your life. God saved your life. Then he saved your soul. What did he say? What did he say? I've 
that you might have life in that more abundantly. You didn't do it. You pampering and making a God out of yourself. That's why it's just getting fatter, baby. That's all it is, it's just getting fatter. It's not getting any younger. It's just becoming more work and getting it done. When God set up the church, and I'm so thankful he set it up, that it is set up for generations to generations to come. That he may find able men and women to make sure something is left for the next generation. But can I tell you, if you don't get on fire, God's got some rocks that will take your place, not only down here, but in the kingdom of heaven. In the kingdom of heaven. Fire not only used to heat, but it's for light. And when it comes down to the church, he said, you are the light of the world. You are the flicker off of the Holy Ghost. And the, you know, it, it's, it's a tragedy. And when we as children of God choose to walk in darkness rather than light, this is a choice. The devil, think about it, the devil no more have control over you. You give him control over you. And we as children of God, when we give him the control of you, I'll give your tongue and my tongue. It's a choice. I don't care if it's the way you are. It still is a choice. You have chosen darkness rather than light. And we wonder why we're cooling off. Wondering why, where's the joy that the Lord promised me? What happened to the happiness? You're trying to serve two masters. And you're in a because you love one and you hate the other. So your flyer ain't all the way out. But now it's down to coals and ashes. Don't know if you want to come or you want to go. Because the fire is about dwindled down to nothing. And that's not God's fault. That's your fault. You don't have enough joy and hope and peace for tomorrow. That's not God's fault. You got to build yourself up on your most holy faith. What's worked at the beginning got to work in the middle and so got to work at the end. Now, you know, I've been burned a few times by fire. Any good cook have too. And some of you bad cooks have been burned too. 
work with them big industrial ovens, you get in there too far, they go, gotcha. Sometimes you get in a hurry, getting ready to pull something out the oven, you got something there, gotcha. You have to respect the fire. And this is what the thing is. We have lost our reverential respect for God. Just because you don't see him, that don't mean he ain't there. And sometimes you have ignored him when he's been in your presence. The devil ain't going to never tell you to do right. And you got to fight between doing right and doing wrong. And then, ooh, I, I know, I, I know better. You walked over what the Holy Ghost said just to do what the devil said. So what, what are we doing here? What are we doing? And you know, we we look at the Bible and and, and we look at even this generation now. You know, we we just as lost as we can be. We don't even know what God is requiring, what God is expecting of us. Do we stay home? Do we not see anybody? Do we not do we do we ought to close down the church? That's playing into the devil's hand. Scared of somebody coming in the door. Maybe God sent him in to be saved. Stop being so fearful when it comes down to salvation. Well, ain't none of y'all too scared to go to the grocery store. Ain't none of y'all too scared to go out to get you some food. Not yet. So don't you let the devil lie to you. You ain't fearful here at the house of God. You just choosing to be. So that the enemy can come in and take your joy, take your peace, and take everything that God has got. And as soon he's going to walk out with your anointing. He's going to walk out with your joy and your peace in your in his pocket. What is it? What is this mission? To come to kill, steal, and to destroy. this fight. Now can you imagine the nation of Israel walking in the wilderness with the coal of fire in their hand saying I can't let this go out. Day and night. Night and day. It is my duty to keep the Fire burning. When I pass it off to somebody else, it is their responsibility to keep the fire burning. Because when it's time to give God a sacrifice, don't you know that you are the sacrifice? Present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable servant. When you you got to be able to give God a sacrifice. 
something he don't want. You are the sacrifice. That's why it's, it's very important how we conduct ourselves through this time of what's going on in the earth. If God is walking up and down in the earth with judgment, he should be able to see us sitting here waiting and expecting him to move. We act like it's a foreign God that's doing this. It is our God that is performing these miracles. Can nobody call him into question? Can nobody figure this out? And he said it's a fool that said in his heart there is no God. We'll carry the flame, children of God. It doesn't matter to how, what we look like to the world. We ought to carry the flame. It doesn't matter if they don't like us. We ought to carry the flame. But you know what I found out that God's going to do? It ain't important that they don't like us, but God's going to make sure they respect us. God's going to make sure that he gets there we get their respect. You know why? Because it's not us, it's God that's really calling the shots. And we seemingly have forgotten this. So why is it so important that we keep the fire burning? Now you, you notice now, or you know that there was a prophet named Elijah. And there was 50 prophets of Baal. 50 against one. And he didn't mind being, he got him to the point where he didn't mind being the only one. And sometimes we have to wrestle with stuff that's still left in us when we did from oh, when we got from when we wasn't saved to where we are saved now. And the problem is now don't nobody want to get the old stuff out of them. We want to justify the way we talk and the way we live because we're still comfortable in holding on to the old part of the flesh. But there gonna come a day when you're gonna be in a battle. And you're going to need all that stuff out of you in order to win the fight of God. And what we don't realize is that God's going to make sure everybody in here is going to have a day. You ain't going to be able to count on nobody. I don't care how much your husband loves your wife and how much the wife loves the husband and how much the children love the You're going to be by yourself. Oh yeah, you ain't gonna be able to call on nobody for help. So like what's going on today? You in the COVID room, you're gonna be crying by yourself. And sometimes 
God let children of God go through because they still got some junk in them. I need y'all to hear me. Because he is, remember now, it's God's design to save your soul. You got to go through testing and trial so that some of this junk can get out and you got to have more fire than you got you left. And some of you, we, you should have been unpacking throughout the course of this year, you ain't unpacked nothing. You ain't got no closer to God than it was January 1, 20. No close. Because God has been merciful. And see, this is one. This is the danger. This is the danger. Presuming on the mercies of God. God is gonna bring me through this. Not always. And not all time. You presume because you were merciful last year. You can do the same thing this year. And thank God going to do the same thing he did last year. You're presuming. You're presumptuous. Hadn't talked to God and found out nothing. He would have told you. Set your house in order. This is going to be a terrible year for you. Not for everybody, but just for you. You'll forget that even we as saints, we go through different seasons individually. Not collectively. I've been married for 20 years. Almost 21. I've gone through seasons different from my wife. And I've been in seasons, I don't care what she could do, she couldn't do help me. Because it was my season. My go-through. So don't you get it set because you got the other, she got missed and you got missed and y'all going to be a pair. You are individuals in the kingdom of God and you got to prepare to go through you got to set your, come on. You got to set it on fire. Been in seasons where she had to get up at night to pray. I could sleep all night long. Then been in seasons, she sleep like a rock. I got to get up and pray. But the thing that I want, you've got to obey God in order to get the fire burning. God requires different things from each and every one of us. What may be a sin for me may not be a sin for you because I'm not going to put that before God and you do. And just in case you didn't know, the priesthood took shifts. 
Everybody in the church think everything's going to happen at the same time. Everybody's house is going to be, oh, glory and bless the house. And you can't be looking at God as God as being unfair or unjust. You've got to prepare for your season. Now, can you imagine being dead of winter without any fire? You're going to freeze. As the old folks would say, you're going to freeze your butt off. And so we're under, we're under the impression that God is an absentee God. God is not absent. God is trying to get the church ready to go to the next level. But if he can't take you, he will break you. On the break of 2021, God didn't say it was going to be a good year. Even though we can't wait for this one to be over with. It ain't been rough for everybody now. Now, you know you don't want a duplication. So you really need the one to do it. I'm talking to the one that talk, was talking to me. You better really check your record with God right now. Lord, what is your design for me? What is it that you want me to do? What is it I need to do to get my fire burning before you? Notice it. For Moses, it was personal. Moses' wife didn't understand. It was personal. And what can you imagine? Moses went to see the burning bush, the fire that was a symbol of Jehovah, the Lord Almighty. And the first thing you tell him, take your shoes off. Maybe Moses loved this sadness. You may be surprised what God's going to ask you to take off and put on. And the problem is we don't want to take nothing off and put nothing on. They were on the mountain. The challenge of the God. Go ahead and call your God. When are you going to have enough confidence to tell every sinner you run into, go and call your God? When are you going to have enough confidence in God to tell the doctor, go and make your prognosis? When are you going to have enough confidence? To tell your family to live and die for this Jesus is what I'm going to do. You're going to have to make a decision. And guess what? You ain't going to have to, you got to have to make it out in the open. I don't want these closets with me. I, 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 
did it, but I don't want nobody. Whose side are you on? You can't play both sides. So he stood up, let them call on the name of their God. They cut themselves, they did everything. So like what these crazy folks doing? Cutting, branding, tattoos. They want, they want, but they won't call out Jesus for the money. How do they do? They won't call out Jesus for some money. Think I'm lying? You let one of them know you're a Christian. They want to call our Jesus for some money, but they don't want him to say it. And see, that's why Jesus is making the decision. You, you don't cast the, the, the pearls before the swine. You don't take the, the, the gifts that belong to the children of God and give them to dogs. Why are you trying to take God's blessing that you didn't get and give it to a dog? You can't say that, dog. God's blessing you, and you want to take what he done gave you and give it to somebody that wants to say. Now, how are you going to fail when you say, don't even believe that he is God? So he challenged them on the Bible. Choose you this day. You need to make up your mind today. Are you going to serve God or are you going to serve the devil? One, one, you're going back and forth, 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 and then trying to blame God for not getting you out. Because you're not sure you want to serve God because you enjoy what was. on the other side. There was some pleasure on there, but there was some hard work too. But you know what I found out? I was drifting more toward the harder stuff. And I didn't like where I was going. And God put his hand, pointed a scepter in my direction, and I asked him to save me. Salvation is a choice. God ain't going to make wrestle nobody down. Ain't going to try to wrestle nobody down and keep them in here either. And that's why I learned if you want to go open the door wide and say, bye-bye, see you later. You can't keep nothing that don't want to say, if a dog keep digging out from under the fence, he don't want to stay there. And hey, I told my dog one time, and that was a good one too. LeBron got out following Samantha and got caught up in the dog pound. I'm coming to get you one time. Didn't have to go get him no more either. I don't care what Samantha did to brother. He, he didn't get out falling. Saints, you got to be careful what you jumping out and running after. If they don't want God, they don't want you to be saved either. They, the devil ain't sending nobody to be best buddies with you to help you be saved. 
playing you as a fool. Because of, guess what? Because God's cursing is coming down the road. And can I tell you? And even sometime after you make up your mind that you're going to be saved, you still get a whooping for what you did. And that's why some folks won't tell the whole truth. Do it, get straight, and God still whoop you for years. What they call him God? Call him God. Call him God. Let him call him all day and all night. Basically. Now can you imagine? They should have been tired of calling on a God that wasn't going to help. Calling on a God that could not, they were doing more for this God than they did for the living God. Look at what the world doing. Look at all they're doing for this God out here, the God of this world. Letting the real God call and telling us the real God is fake. Ain't nothing to this Jesus. But that devil and his mama the lie. While he got them hooking and crooking and prostituting, bending over backwards, bending up, doing flips and trips. Look at how we can stand up straight. Can go to sleep at night. They scratching their head trying to figure out how we made it. How you get your little paycheck to go as far as I, further than I can do mine. How you do all that with what you do. God is constantly looking at you are the envy of your neighborhood and you don't even realize it. Not because of you, because the fire of God dwells at your house. Calling on that God. Calling on that God. Just calling on. He said, maybe he's sleep. Maybe he's on a journey. Maybe he can't hear you. Lord have mercy. Calling on a dead God. Calling on a piece of wood. Calling on a piece of uh, rock. Calling on some marble. I had a book one time that worshipped everything. Even the pig was a God or something. I said, boy, I'd show sure take them hams off of there, and I'd show sure give them, I'd give them the leftovers of their God. Take them pork chops, take, uh, man, they, they, they mess around, they, they, they God be missing a foot or a, a rump. Man, and worship everything on the planet. And we've got people right now worshiping everything but the true and living God. And we worship him and got a problem with it. Wow. Wow. They say, okay, it's my turn now. When you gonna tell somebody it's your turn? You done called on all your God, you done smoked your God up and 